0: Happy Monday and welcome to the Weekly Noodle, the official podcast of Spaghetti Records. Each week we feature a different Spaghetti Records recording artist and give you a look behind the scenes at the writing, recording, and creative process. I'm Bill and today I am joined in the studio by Ben of the band Red Herring to talk about the track The Climb off of Red Herring's second album A Quarter Down and Just Getting Started. How are we doing Ben? Doing fantastic. Awesome. So, uh this track The Climb, I like it. I got to say it's uh it's a fun mm-hmm. track, but it's more than just fun. It's interesting on different levels. I like the lyric, the instrumentation, um the the change that kind of hits you when the chorus comes in. Uh, Can you give us a little bit of background about the song, just in general, where it came from and uh, what was going on with the band at the time and how it all came to be? Absolutely. See if I can remember
1: back that far. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That's the first thing to go. Been a while. Um, Yeah. So the album title is A Quarter Down and Just Getting Started. And that, uh, very on the nose, was meant to talk about kind of the feeling of a quarter life crisis that, uh, felt I was going through at the time and I bring that up because the climb really hit on that more than maybe a lot of, or any of the other, uh, tracks.
0: Um, I mean, gosh, it seems so. like a, a, a breakup song maybe in, in part, <laughs> at least, is that accurate? Uh,
1: you know, I like that music can always be interpreted in different ways sure. by the listener. No, no, no breakup about it, except to, uh, I was at a point where I was just feeling like a failure. Uh, I see. (laughs) No, like, like, uh, you know, in line with any life crisis, I was feeling like, what am I doing with my life? I've really gotten behind in so many ways and where am I at? What do I have to show? And, uh, feeling at the time, like, you know, I'd gotten where I was for some bad habits, trying to get some, you know, quick fixes to things and realizing that the quick fixes don't usually ever work out.
0: (laughs) Okay. Okay. I see. Well, um, and I like that, you know, you said, I I agree. I think good songs are ambiguous a lot of the time and you can get different things from them. Um, The opening line, when you first come in, I like the line where you mentioned it's something to the effect of you're swimming in the tears you've been crying and I like subtlety in lyrics too, and whether or not this is what you intended, I thought there was a little bit of a, actually a hopeful message in that, in that you're not drowning in the tears you've been crying, you're swimming. So (laughs) regardless of how you were feeling at the time, it seems like you were uh, trying to persevere and push through and maybe turning it into a, a cool song was part of that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Perseverance is probably, that's the word for this song. Uh, it is a hopeful song and, uh, you know, a lot of the lyrics are kind of a little witty, double entendre, sort of fun. Uh, had some fun with the lyrics there, but it it was it was all of how I was feeling at the time. Like, gosh, this is where I've gotten myself. But hey, it's time to climb out of where I'm at, and uh, and that's a hopeful message, I think. You know, start
0: the climb now, and and head you know move forward. Cool. Yeah, I like that. Why don't we uh, go ahead and let the people hear the climb by Red Herring. Trying to get out of
2: this hole I've been digging But it's all gone muddy Cause now I'm swimming in the tears have been crying Cause it's a pity this party's Only got one person And that's me And I've been waiting On a golden ticket But the factory's closed So I guess Too many skeletons and loose ends and lost friends are taking over my closet space. I think they should have a coming out party. They could use the fresh air. So I take my
0: That mm. is a cool track. Um, I like kind of the uh, there's a bit of a juxtaposition there um, between the verse and the chorus. When the chorus comes in, the distortion on the guitar really kicks in, and you have all those kind of just big rock chords with some some cool drum fills going on. Um, not you know, it's not what I would call like a loud soft sort of song, but it definitely gets a little bit of that vibe too, where you you take a cool turn when it gets to the chorus. Um, mm-hmm. That's a cool yeah cool element to the song and cool that cool was guitars i'm sorry go ahead
1: oh i was just gonna say yeah that was intentional that juxtaposition of uh both lyrical and sonic sort of differences side by side the verse is really more poppy and kind of sort of slightly witty funny lyrics in the verse and the chorus is a little more epic, a little bigger, a little more serious message. So I want, I really did want to make those be a stark distinction.
0: Yeah. It's cool. And it, and it's cohesive that the lyric and the, the music both kind of take that turn at the chorus, um, and cool guitar and cool instrumentation in general. I like how in every verse, there's a little something different thrown in, maybe somewhere midway through the song, accompanying the verses, some kind of lead guitar uh I would describe almost as kind of countryish sounding um I didn't really see mm-hmm. that coming that was a cool effect is that you playing playing the guitar there
1: yeah yep yep that's that's me laying that down and i gosh it's hilarious how much i'm drawn to that style of lead playing for someone who all growing up is wore like a badge of honor how much i hate country but <laughs> but the guitar, country guitar playing i have a lot of respect for and probably in in secret, dark places and rooms, I I could be caught listening to some form of country. But but yeah, that is me. And uh, yeah, I just lo- I love that style of playing. Is kind of cuts through and is fun and a little lyrical.
0: Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's definitely used to good effect on on the climb. Um, well, and why don't we just real quick who who is on this track? Can you tell us real quick who who's the the personnel on the climb?
1: Ah yes. Now you mentioned when we were a working band and we, you know, we were, um, playing out quite regularly. And at, um, at one point we were a five piece group, um, uh, myself on lead vocals and guitar and, uh, Debrek Koyak on bass. Um, we had a couple of drummers over the course of the band. Ethan Link uh, was the uh, primary and original drummer. And then, um, after he'd left the group, uh, Um, our friend Jeff took over and, um, and then, um, Casey, um, Casey was a friend of ours who had, uh, hopped in, uh, she was Harmony Vocals, which, uh, had some really cool stuff on the album. But, um, as far as recording goes, this track, um, at the time, uh, it was, it was, um, Jeff on drums, Dave on bass and uh casey on the female harmony vocals okay and then i did everything kind of else so uh kind of guitar and then i uh played <clears throat> as well as programmed uh some like organ strings piano
0: all of that very cool so is that you on the piano then on this song that's another thing that definitely stood out to me um getting toward the end of it there's there's some chops there on on the piano solo uh that that was pretty cool another <laughs> another thing I didn't necessarily see coming is that you as well playing the piano there
1: yeah that's that's one of the fun things about being in the studio and recording is uh it kind of emboldens you to try things you wouldn't live uh like i just i had this idea for a piano solo in my head, and we had you know our uh, buddy Alan who played in the band, you know, he's a real piano player and, mm-hmm. and Casey is pretty good at piano. And then there's me who is not, but <laughs> I was the one that was in the studio at the time. And I had the idea and I just, you know, the engineer, um, Mark Mahalik, he said, just give it a go. And so went, went with it, went through a few times, kind of got it down and it actually came out pretty good. Yeah, yeah well, it <laughs> definitely did. That's cool. Very cool. It definitely had, uh, you know, I'm always have been big into Ben Folds and kind of wearing that influence very much on my sleeve there.
0: Sure. I, I picked that out a little bit. I thought it definitely had sort of a a Ben Folds kind of vibe. Um, all right. And let's let the people hear that one more time real quick. That's cool. So you were being creative in the studio as well, didn't necessarily go in with a, you know, a blueprint nailed down of exactly how the track would be arranged, but just let the, let the creative vibes flow during the recording process too.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Uh, That's, it's
1: kind of, I mean, I know you're supposed to have the song all done by the time you hit the (laughs) studio, but just sometimes inspiration strikes.
0: Yeah. I work that way as well. And sometimes some of the coolest things uh, come out in those moments when you're in there doing it. And while we're on the, the topic of keys, another part I really liked was that organ. And I always, I really mm-hmm. like a good organ anyway. It's, you know, along with the electric guitar, probably one of my favorite yeah. instruments. And uh, that was, I thought yeah. it used to really good effect in the, in the song. Did you have that part in mind when you went in or was that another sort of just in a moment of inspiration? It came out in the studio.
1: No, no, I I like I like a good organ too. My uh, my favorite's probably the liver. Um, <laughs> second, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I uh, I do love I uh, do love organ the instrument, and um, I always felt it adds a very nice texture to songs. Um, it, you know, I can't dis- always pick it out, but I just know when I feel like there's something. Uh, this is a part where that texture would really just sort of fill in things nicely. And um, I've always been a sucker for that sort of, oh, kind of rock organ or Hammond, uh, something along those lines, um, jazz organ. They they all all hold a spot in my heart. And uh, yeah, I thought it could just fill in nicely there.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's something just kind of authentic about the instrument, I think, the with the feel of it. And yeah, it's definitely used to good effect. Um, there, why don't we hear that again real quick? And finally,, uh, Before we wrap things here, the screaming vocal at the end, I guess one more thing, stick with the theme of of, uh, parts that I didn't see coming, but that suit the song well. Um That must have been fun in the studio,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that wasn't planned, but I had a kidney stone at the time, and uh <laughs> no <laughs> that was just me talking uh into the mic, uh no, that was uh, it, you know, I mentioned earlier about the epicness of the chorus, and of course, naturally, I wanted the song to build throughout in the very ending there, um where the chorus kind of does that double chorus thing repeat uh building casey's harmonies build up nicely in there on layers that a bit and then i come in with this vocal to really you know turn it up to 11 spinal tap style and um i had an idea in my head this is back to being bold in the studio of (laughs) this screaming vocal and it um it wasn't beyond my (laughs) capabilities but it was at the limit the um you know i think like a good audio engineers really good at seeing what people can do and and you know even if it seems beyond what they think they can do really pushing people in a way and I got pushed cool. by a mark in the studio He's just said no you can do it get out there keep going and I just you know shred my vocal cords but I, I it came out how I wanted it which is what matters
0: awesome yeah definitely and it and it uh, again you know suits the song well and I think it's kind of a good way to to punctuate um, the the musical journey that the the track takes us on.
1: You know, I was thinking about a story I heard uh, about, it's <laughs> hilarious, I'm comparing myself to the Beatles, how narcissistic can you be? But <laughs> I, I heard this story about the Beatles recording one of their earlier tracks, I wish I could remember what it was, and it was basically John Lennon at the very, I think it was their first album, and they had recorded it in like a day or something like that, and by the very end of the day, you know, after singing all day, the, the his vocals were just so gravelly, and that became the sound of that track. And I it's, I, it's a terrible story because I can't think of the track, but I believe it's at the end of their first album. I
0: think it's "Twist and Shout." If I'm not yes, mistaken, yes, it yeah, is. That's yeah, it. Yeah, I've heard that story Twist as and shout. well.
1: And and that's kind of how I felt at that point in the recording process. Had been recording all day, and I, at the time, I was recording in Chicago doing 12 or 14 hour recording days. And so this is at the end of one of those long recording days and the voice is where it is. And it actually worked out perfectly.
0: Yeah. It lent itself to, to the character of the track. That's cool. Very cool. And so just to, to go back and revisit some of the lyrics in this song, cause it is a, a lyrically interesting song too, as, as much as I, you know, was taken by the the sonic element, the instrumentation, some of the lyrics definitely grabbed me as well. Um, I like the part about, I think it's too many skeletons and loose ends and lost friends are taking over my closet space. If I heard that correctly. Um, I thought (laughs) it was cool because, you know, skeletons in the closet. Okay. That's a concept we're familiar with, but it's just a cool rhyme for one and the way you threw in loose ends and lost friends. I like that, that part. I found myself, Kind of going over repeating that line in my head after listening.
2: Too many skeletons and loose ends and lost friends are taking over my
1: Awesome. That's what I wanted. For you specifically to repeat that line in your head. <laughs> you I heard, heard it, pr- folks. You wrote it for me. <laughs> yep. Yep. And that and I'm complete now. Nice, nice. No, uh, nice. <laughs> I I'm pretty proud of that line. I, I, the whole song is kind of coming to this point of feeling like you've been sort of shortcutting and and cheating your way through life a little bit, not putting in the hard work. And what happens with that is you kind of end up with a lot of things like, you know, loose ends of things you never really finished, um, losing friends along the way by not putting the work into that and skeletons sure. in the closet kind of, but the cadence I liked, you know, skeletons, loose ends, lost friends, uh, all like this imagery of the, a closet, uh, busting open and like <laughs> opening the door and it falling on you. Sure. Um, <laughs> and just now you're climbing the your way
0: out of the rubble. That's right.
1: That's right. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, so yeah, I wanted to like a, a visual of all of the crap that uh, builds up, uh, as uh, along your, along the way in life. And, and sometimes you got to fa- open the closet and face it and clear it
0: out. <laughs> sure. Sure. I like that. And then I, I also got to mention, uh, waiting on a golden ticket, but the factory's closed. Is that a Willy Wonka reference?
1: You bet your bottom.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> awesome.
1: Yes. Yes. I, I try to throw a Willy Wonka reference into every song somewhere That's good. along the That's way. Good.
0: Well, the, the song took us in a lot of places, including, uh, you know, Willy Wonka. Um, awesome. Yeah. They are,
1: that's also the idea of trying to get somewhere that easy, a golden ticket, you just get handed, handed that. And, and there you are, you win it. That, that doesn't happen in life mostly.
0: <laughs> sure. Sure. And then later on the, the lyric, a golden child, complacent and tarnishing over time. So I like that. I like the, you know, golden theme but then also you know tarnished so it's uh imperfect i guess
1: that lyric you know that's ironic you say that because that lyric's imperfect because i don't know if you know this but gold doesn't tarnish Uh, well but i I know now (laughs) (laughs) i really wanted to use that line of the golden child so i kept it and any chemistry nerds can call me out
0: sure all right well it's been an informative, uh, an informative podcast in multiple ways now. All right, and that's a wrap. Thank you for tuning in to The Weekly Noodle, the official podcast of Spaghetti Records. Join us next Monday for more behind the scenes action. And until then, I'm Bill. Keep it saucy, Noodleheads. Skeletons and loose ends and loose friends. Lo- lost friends? Lost friends. What <laughs> loose, did I, friends? loose friends. <laughs> ah yes. You, so, know, you hung out with me back then, so you know.
1: <laughs> that's true. It's loose as they come. <laughs> <laughs>
0: The Weekly Noodle is the official podcast of Spaghetti Records. All audio materials herein are hereby property of Spaghetti Records and relevant subsidiary parties. Trademark copyright secret recipe. Unauthorized duplication of authorized noodles is uncouth, rude, and generally found upon. The Weekly Noodle is made possible through listeners like you.